that drama, bitch, no hiccups. I don't trust no one. My bitch is looking forward, huh? Ice cold, too cold, nah. What's going on? We're back. We're back with another episode, episode 13 of the No Clue Podcast. Episode 13. We are back. I'm Mike, and as always, I'm joined by... Tyler, I am here, as usual. Another slow week. Slow, uh, half a week, I guess. Slow couple days, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, quick hits on sports. What we got? We just touch on some news. Uh, there's, There's a couple things going on in football. Did you see? Uh, did you see what happened with Jalen Ramsey? I thought that was the highlight of the day so far, or yesterday maybe. <laughs> no, what happened? He um, so he was interviewed, and I don't know how it got to this point, but the reporter started asking him like, "What do you think about like all these quarterbacks?" And mm-hmm. he he called like a, a large chunk of the NFL quarterbacks trash, including. Some of the names he considered trash were Matt Ryan, uh-huh. uh, which that's debatable. I, I wouldn't completely disagree with him. Right. He called Josh Allen trash, one of the rookies, the Arizona guy. All right, that's not fair yet. Right. Uh, some of the other, uh, he went off on. Yeah, I, how about this? I got you all the QBs, and his comment on all of these QBs. <laughs> so Josh, right. this is these are literal quotes from what he said. Okay. Josh Allen, he's trash. Baker Mayfield gets gets how he was a top pick. Okay, so he has some praise for some of these guys. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, he's gonna do a good job. This All is right. where it gets interesting. Flacco, he sucks. <laughs> okay. Which I completely agree. I did too. Just <laughs> hearing someone say it out loud is always funny to like me. Like an NFL cornerback. Right. All right. Then we got the goats, Rogers and Brady, for which you both said doesn't suck. So I guess I guess I'm I'm glad Tom Brady doesn't suck. I know the the lowest <laughs> expectation is set for myself. Anyone with eyes can see that. Right. Yeah. Apparently, Tyrod Taylor's underrated. Okay. Marcus Mariota is somehow a good game manager. A what? A good game manager. Okay. A run-first, inaccurate quarterback is a good game manager. Okay. <laughs> right. <clears throat> uh, let's see who we got here. Garoppolo, he, he guesses will be good. Okay. Jared Goff, average to above average. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Ben Roethlisberger is decent at best. Wow. A back-to-back Super Bowl champ. <laughs> or not back-to-back, but a two-time Super Bowl champ. Yeah. Eli Manning, apparently Odell makes him. <laughs> <laughs> this, I That's don't know how. That's the craziest one out of all of them I so don't know far. how. <laughs> Odell makes him. <laughs> okay. Uh, Andrew Luck, don't think he's good. Wow. Okay. Matt Ryan is overrated. Agreed. Agree with that, too. Uh, yeah. Matt Stafford, he's straight. 
these are like these are like guttural response like when somebody tells you what's the first thing you think of when you hear this like word or name this is what his these are his responses oh so far i mean the only one i think is blasphemous is eli and maybe ben is a little out of line but uh eli is blasphemous for sure the only the only people he really had good things to say was uh, apparently Kirk Cousins is a winner, which you know I I live in D.C. and I pay attention to the Redskins and winning is not something they've done lately. But <laughs> I was right. about to say when is that going to start? Uh, apparently <laughs> Ryan Tannehill he has not heard good things. <laughs> <laughs> That's still truth so far. <laughs> right. And uh, one... Drew Brees is really good. Uh, Blake Bortles, he gotta do what he gotta do. I don't know what that means. <laughs> That's what he said? Yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. This guy gives zero. Like, he has no filter. <laughs> he gotta do what he gotta do. Okay. Uh, he called Russell Wilson just good. And Drew Brees is really good? Yeah. Wow, okay. Uh, let's see, who am I missing here? I mean, he had, he, uh, apparently Nick Foles was good enough to be a, uh, to win the Super Bowl, which couldn't get any more obvious than that. Oh, he said that? Yeah. He was good enough to win the Super Bowl? Yeah. So is he good or not? Uh, I don't know, I mean, these are just quotes. I don't have, like, the whole statement. I don't know if he said anything else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, apparently Matt Ryan and uh, and Josh Allen were the two that he really came after. It, they he didn't um, comment on Cam. Uh, I guess they didn't ask him about Cam. I don't see Cam on here. Oh. Dak Prescott is okay. <laughs> okay. The two the two he really was praising were Deshaun Watson and uh, Carson Wentz. He considered he said they will be an MVP. At some point, for both of those guys. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is all. I, uh, I was cool with most of the stuff he said. It's really up until, really up until Eli, and then Dak, and then the MV, his MVP. Big uh, Ben. Yeah, and Ben. Ben. I'm not necessarily mad at it, but it is kind of blasphemous. I guarantee if he wasn't on the Jaguars, Blake Bortles would have been fucking garbage. Yeah, I agree. He gotta do what he gotta do. I mean, he gotta fucking get carried by the rest of the roster. Right. And Jalen, and this happens all the time in football. It's like these loudmouth defensive players who come off of great years Uh and talk all this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Norman did it back in the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, it's you know, defensive ends. And Damakusu used to talk all, a lot of shit when he was still, you know, relevant. But yeah, man, it, it's uh, he's always been like this. He's always said wild shit. I think it's interesting that uh, I wanted. Yeah, if if I was, uh, I would shout out the reporters for asking him about all these quarterbacks. Yeah. What um. <laughs> What station was that, or uh, you know? I think this was like one of those, you know, 
crew, like after practice interviews where there's like a bunch of microphones in your face. Oh, okay. So. But I, I like the confidence. I like that he's, he, he's honest about how he expresses himself. I don't see any, you know, I don't think he's sugarcoating how he feels about any of these guys, obviously. Right. Man, I thought that was entertaining, man. I was uh, I was reading it all morning, man. I thought that was so funny that he just randomly called Josh Allen trash. <laughs> yeah, I don't see like I don't know what his issue with Allen is. Yeah, <laughs> that is kind of crazy. Trash. That's wild. That's that's funny though. I mean, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, besides that, football. You know, preseason still kind of. In, in mid form yeah so um yeah I haven't seen anything else really big on uh in football uh Des Bryant remains unsigned yep shocking <laughs> well no it's not it's not shocking, no. I'm surprised. I'm surprised he hasn't found like a small deal, but I think that probably is his problem: is the fact that he doesn't want a small deal. Yeah, you know, attitude now with what's going on with the, you know, everything that's going on with the league now, and um, people boycotting it and national anthem and all that. Attitude is such a big deal when it comes to free agency. And signing, and you know, Dez is not, you know, he doesn't have a high rating in that attribute. So, I don't know, man. I mean, he led, he led the league in drops last year, which is a criminal stat for a wide receiver. Of course. That's like a three-point shooter who, I don't know, man, shot like like you're not a three-point shooter if you shoot like thirty percent or under. <laughs> right. If you made 100 threes during the year, but you shot under 30%, you're not a good shooter. You just get them up. Like, it's like a center leading the league in reboundless games. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't make... Like, dude, if you consider yourself a top-tier receiver, you were, like, top 20 in targets, yet you were, like, top 50 in catches or something, like... Like, that just doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah, it's tough. But I, I think that most teams know that... Um, I think that's something that can be changed. Who he is can't be changed. But I think yeah, he he's can... Also, he's also one of those personalities who you don't just want to bring into a fragile locker room. He's going to fuck it up. Exactly. So I, I, I think teams would be like, oh, yeah, well... You can improve on your drops, but his attitude is not going to change. No, not now. He's still going to be Des Bryant in the locker room, and anytime he's even on the field, he's still going to be who he is. So that's what they got to really worry about. They, they know he could play football. There's not, no doubt about that. But, uh, I mean, everyone knows he wasn't very happy this year with the Cowboys. So I don't know, man. I hope he does get signed. I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to imagine that it'll be interesting where he goes, but to be real, I don't, I'm not sure if it will be or not. 
Yeah, that's it for football, man. You got anything for basketball? Uh, no, not really. You see, uh, Daryl Morey said LeBron is the greatest ever by a wide margin or something like that. Yeah, in his mind, but I guess he's, <laughs> you know. At this point, man, I don't think, I'll say this, and this probably be the last time we talk about LeBron, like, break down how great LeBron is until at least the season starts. <laughs> yeah, we have talked about it, like, every right. week. <laughs> I'll Go just ahead. say, I don't think he's the best player ever, but I'm not going to argue with somebody who picks him as the best player ever. I agree with that, yeah. Like, I mean, if they believe, like, there's there's case there's a case for him, there's a case for Jordan, there's probably a case for some of the some of the big guys. Yeah, it it's just everyone has a different way they rate their greatest right. ever, you know, in every, comes, in all aspects of to, life. Right, it comes down to what you value on the court, how much you factor in off the court stuff, all all that. Yeah, and and even though people can try to be you know unbiased with it it really comes down to what you like at the yeah. end of the day because obviously most big men will pick a big man to be the greatest player ever yep that's just because that's what they know and that's what they're the greatest for them but you know lebron to me has no nothing no part of his game is for me like for me to like and i shouldn't say no part because i do like i like watching him play but when I'm saying my greatest, he's just not, doesn't have the attributes that I like in my greatest player, quote unquote. I got you. It is different all the time. But yeah, I, I totally agree. I'm not going to argue with anyone. And um, this is what, uh, I, this is what Maury said. I believe I have the, on the Dan Patrick show. He said, I would expect, I hope. That we're ahead of them, and I would expect Golden State to be ahead of them, talking about the Lakers. Uh, but I would never count out LeBron James's team. He is the greatest ever in my mind. You look at his ability to generate wins and championship probability over time, and you basically break that down. You don't need all the numbers. You can watch as well and see that. But if you basically isolate that and also look at the career he's had, frankly, I think at this point it's become a bit of a big margin, actually, where he's come out ahead. I know that's a little controversial, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I like what he said. I have, I really have no problem with what he said. Yeah, me neither, because that's how he says it. That's how he picks his best with the championship he, probability. He has, like... LeBron is that kind of... He's such a great player that wherever he goes, it's just success. Yeah. Maybe they don't like they don't always win a title, but getting to the finals is success. Yeah, it is. Especially for a franchise who, when he's not there, is trash. Right. Yeah, he is probably the most valuable player ever. And I don't mean that, and he's the best, but value... When he's not there, is so much, such a bigger deal uh, than anyone else in history. I think missing from a team, him missing a game is more of a problem than anyone else in history missing a game. Jordan one time missed like three quarters of the season. They still <laughs> went to the finals. 
Yeah, without Jordan, they were a 50-win team. Yeah, no, so... So I don't want to hear Jordan carry this and that. Like, he, I mean, he had help. Yeah, he did. Anyway, and, uh, I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, because we could talk about that all, all right. night. Well, there will be a point during the season where LeBron will probably go crazy and uh, the Jordan comparisons will come back up. So. Yeah, it'll, it'll come back. It comes back every year, really. Right. Especially if he goes to the playoffs. Every playoff run, especially if he's hitting, like, buzzer beaters or he's, like, carrying the team. Oh, man. And the other thing is, this is what I really hate. I hate when they compare... LeBron's teams to Jordan's teams, like it's it's really not, it's kind of a dumb argument to me. They say, oh, uh, this team LeBron took all the way to the finals, is you know not as good as the Jordan team, or it's way better than the Bulls team. You know they always do that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I hate when they do that because the team means nothing at the end of the day. It's the person who's you know it's LeBron. Any team LeBron is on would still be good right so having the team you know it's and team a team isn't always about talent it's just about pieces right yeah that's if anything you can start comparing the franchises and how they you know how the gms were were acting at the time what kind of moves like i thought adding when the heat won a championship and then added ray allen and richard lewis i thought that was huge yeah, of course. Like, things like that. And I think Chicago throughout the 90s made moves like that, too. Mm-hmm. Maybe not maybe not Ray Allen, you know, significance, but they made moves to get, like, Tony Kukoc or uh, Ron Harper at one point or Steve Kerr. Like, I think Harper and Kukoc were both bigger than Ray Allen to me because... Ray only did one thing, and Kukoc did so many things for them. Rebounds, and uh, he was okay at defense, and the position-wise made him just as valuable, and he started. Yeah. You know, Ray came in sometimes. Yeah, we sometimes could argue, that's another one, like, uh, Ray Allen had such an impact, though, even though he was a kind of one-dimensional player, especially late in his career. Yeah. But, yeah, he still had a great, I mean, he was always a smart player, too, but... Right, he he was just so much, so further past his prime. Yeah. But and another thing is, you look at like, like Iverson took that seventy sixers team that was hot garbage to the finals. I mean, complete garbage without him on the team. And then you know, then that team without Iverson is worse than every team LeBron has ever been on. For sure. Every team Jordan has ever been on, every team Kobe has ever been on, all those guys, <laughs> you could take all their players put together, and Iverson's team would still be, you know, complete garbage. And I mean, but you can't just compare LeBron's teams to Jordan's teams every time, because there's other teams that were just as bad that just it took a great player to lead them there. That's all. Yeah. When your second best player is Aaron McKee. Hey, like, Aaron McKee was cooking that year. <laughs> Come playoff time, he was ready. He was, but as a second best player... That <laughs> nah, was tough, yeah. Your team is garbage. Matumbo was almost done. You know, but anyway. 
Yeah, so that's our <laughs> LeBron talk. Uh, <laughs> uh, CJ McCollum called the what the Warriors, the Warriors super team disgusting. That he would yeah. never do such a thing. Like, like they committed a crime. His, I mean, CJ needs to shut up, bro. He's having a bad summer. I know he's just hating. Like, he just sounds bitter and annoying. Like. Yeah, he does. <laughs> you honestly believe he would never do that? Would join a super team? <laughs> yeah, if they asked him to come, I you think feel like he would. He would. Yeah, me too. He seems like the type that I don't know him, so obviously I'm reaching, but <laughs> he just he just seems like the type to do something like that. <laughs> so I I I dare CJ to tell me if the Warriors offered him ten million to come play for the next year. <laughs> I dare him to tell me that he wouldn't take that ten million right. and go get get him a ring. Get him if they lost, ring. if they lost Clay, and said CJ, you know, you're open, we want you. He'd be right on the team. Oh, taking no pictures has, in his jersey the next no day. No hesitation, smiling ear to ear. <laughs> He'd probably get one a Jason Terry trophy tattoo and everything. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, he I like CJ McCollum's game, though, man. I'm just starting to get annoyed by his attitude off the court. Yeah, I am too. It's, I like getting, how he plays, though. He, you can't, especially in Portland, you can't be known more for your talking and your antics than your game. Because, like, not enough people watch him and know who he is yeah. to really, for him to talk like he does, in my opinion. I got you. Like, I could ask probably five people that I talk to on a daily basis if they know who C.J. McCollum is and they won't know. But, you know, they, they may know, oh, he's the guy who said the Warriors are disgusting, but they won't know his game. Like, he doesn't do enough talking with his game. Maybe if he made an all-star team, he could do that. But, like, you know, right now he's not desirable. You hear that, C.J.? Make a fucking all-star team. Yeah, I mean... Portland's just tough, man. Damien's having a hard enough time making it himself. Right. Yeah. Oh, real quick, we could, what do you think Portland's going to do this year with the team they had? Same thing. Garbage? Have a good year, get bounced early in the playoffs. Yeah, Portland is annoying. Cause their, roster, their roster just... Come playoff time, their roster looks so flawed. <laughs> Like, during the season, I don't know if it's because I don't watch them enough or it's just because they win. But you, I don't notice the flaws that when I watch them in the playoffs, I'm like, wait a minute, just because they're doubling Damian Lillard does not mean that Portland can't score. Like, Portland should still be able to score if, if they take the ball out of Lillard's hands. But in the playoffs, for some reason, they can't. Right. <laughs> yeah, Lillard is... <laughs> and, Lill- and Lillard becomes, like, one-dimensional because, yeah, they put extra defenders on him, and he, for some reason, he's stuck. Like, he has nowhere to go. He tries to force shit. He can't play off the ball at all. I don't know if that's a coaching thing or what, but I feel like he's got to do a better job of playing through that. He needs to be better at playing off the ball, and CJ needs to be a better point guard with the ball. Cause better with- playmaker. Yeah, exactly. Because CJ, if he has the ball, he's the only person that's going to 
shoot a basket if right. he's bringing it's going the ball towards, court. It's going towards the rim for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you guys, they really might as well not even come up court unless they're setting picks <laughs> because if CJ brings it up, he's going to be the one taking the shot unless he's running a play for Lillard. And then they don't, just don't score because for some reason Lillard doesn't get open well or they, you know, they clog the middle too when Damian is in the playoffs and make Damian kind of drive and Damian just gets his shot blocked all the time. And that's just, that's just disheartening to watch. I hate, <laughs> he gets his shot blocked so bad to be like one of the best players. <laughs> Did you see, uh, I think it was late in the season last year. Greek freak, like glued like three of his layups to the glass, like in a I row. Think I, do. I think I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough, man. He can't do it alone. <laughs> he really needs another All Star help, but it's not coming unless they leave. It's funny, Lillard. He's got the explode like the quickness that Wall and and Russ have. Maybe not quite to their their level. But he doesn't have the, like, explosive leaping ability that those guys have. And he's shorter, too. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. It, he's, he's like the mix of Westbrook and Curry to me in the fact that he shoots really, really well. A lot better than Westbrook, but not as good as Curry. But then he's ex- as not as explosive as Westbrook, but way more explosive than Curry. Yeah. So he's like the middle. He's the... You, <laughs> you remember the game Crazy Taxi? This this is random. You remember the game, the video game? I, I don't know. Well, you remember a lot of video games, like the driving video games. One car will have like full speed, and one car will have full handling. But then there's one car that's like in the middle of both of those, that's balanced. Mm-hmm. That's what Lillard is to me. Yeah, that's I got you. <laughs> He's the balanced you know, character on those games that you that you kind of want, but you really do like the speed of the other car, or I really do like to be able to drift in the handling of this car, but <laughs> if, if you want to be smart, you probably should get the balanced one, but it's just not as fun to use. That's what Lillard is to me, because the other guys are just way more fun to watch. <laughs> so... Yeah, he's in a tough spot, man. He is. He is, and I, um, Portland is a team. I call it a pur- purgatory team. Yeah, they're they're what the Hawks were like four years ago. Yeah, they they're okay. They can be okay all year. They seem like they're good, but they just they get they lose at the same time every year, and they're good for no reason. Yep, like you said, purgatory is a perfect word for it. Just it's frustrating, like from from a fan of that team's perspective yeah like watching say you could say maybe like the Wizards are in a way in purgatory because they've been going to the playoffs and getting bounced first or second round mm-hmm. but the Wizards have gone to the playoffs been competitive and lost yep and they that's, have made changes right and that's that's the key to me like if you're losing in the second round but it's in game seven or maybe game six, but it's a competitive series. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean you're stuck. That just means your players underperformed in the most important moments. And that happens. Right. But when you're going to the playoffs every year and you're losing in 
when you come up against the top seeds, you're losing in four or five, mm-hmm. and every year, like at that point, you're in purgatory. Or bottom seeds, like they did this year. That's even more shameful. Yeah. <laughs> and um. And the thing is, like I said, my problem is they're not changing anything. They've say they've had the same roster like four that's years in a row. That's because they got a guy stealing money. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a guy on that roster, and I'm I know for a fact you know who it is. They had two of them. They got rid of one. Crab was one of them. Crab for sure was one of them. <laughs> How much does Evan Turner make? Uh, I believe the contract was four years, seventy-four million. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and Cra- Crab had the same kind of deal. And Crab got hit off. I mean, didn't they? Um, they didn't match his deal from the Nets, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I think they just let him, let him go. Cause it was probably way too much too. Yeah, it's. And Crab, don't get me wrong, Crab is a good player. Yeah, he's okay. Crab, Crab can probably find a spot on every team in the NBA. Yeah, I agree with that. Doing something, yeah. Right. Yeah. But do I think he's worth like over fifty million? Fuck no. No. He's like a two-year, two-year fifteen million guy. That's his. That's the peak for him. Seven million a year. Seven point yeah. five. Yeah, I agree with that. No, I I don't. It's tough because I don't know how the market works. So with a lot of these trash-ass guys getting huge contracts, it's just like a product of what the market looks like. Yeah. But I'm just analyzing these guys for what I feel like they're worth. And to to fuck up your cap space by paying a three-point specialist $70 million? Like, yeah. really? Right. Yeah. Just, it doesn't make sense. And Evan Turner, what does Evan Turner do? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. You said it. I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> I think there's three players on every single team in the NBA that does exactly what Turner does or better, like that plays his position. Dude, he Meaning plays that like he a typical, nothing special. He plays like a typical point guard who's like too shitty to to produce, but like he'll run your offense. Like, he won't make anything happen, but he'll come down and he'll run the offense that the coaching staff drew up. But he's not really a threat. He's not really, like, a playmaker. He just gets the ball to where it needs to go. He's just, like, <laughs> yeah. a filler. He really is just a filler. He's just and again, the fifth guy on the I don't court. mind. I don't mind a filler for, again, let's say two years, $10 million, right? Worst case scenario. Yeah. Even even that is a bit much, but let's go with that. Uh, but four years, seventy four million dollars. I just I can't. What was the mindset? Who was the scout sitting there looking, or Portland's you know team staff member who saw his game and said, "Yeah, we got to give him an insane deal like that." I'm honestly in my head trying to think of someone as bad as Evan Turner. I can't. <laughs> like I, like don't get me wrong I think some people I know I can name someone worse but I can't name someone that's similar to him that gets as much minutes as he does right I mean they if they get rid of his contract they can immediately sign an, a player that has that can have a huge impact 
don't know. Like a power forward that they need. Like, Trevor Ariza signed with the Suns, right? Yeah. Imagine if they got Trevor Ariza. It'd be a whole nother team. That's a huge upgrade for them, and Trevor Ariza's not that good of a player. That's all they... <laughs> that's how bad Turner is, though. <laughs> yeah. That's my point, man. These GMs, bruh. These... These jobs should be on the hot seat because some of these some of these guys make ridiculous decisions. Dude, Gerald Green would be a major upgrade for that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's <laughs> and he wasn't their even roster is so flawed. Yeah, it is. Mo Harkless. <laughs> but like, I don't hate Mo Harkless because he doesn't get paid a ton. No, he does, and he does all he needs to do. But I can't, dude. I would. My soul would hurt if, like, for example, if Otto Porter was garbage and we just gave him the contract we just gave him, which was still a lot. It was. Over it was time. a lot. But at least Otto has shown a progression of like an improving player. Yeah. yeah. But like, if he was out there putting up six points a night, I would be furious. Right. Because not only is he playing like shit. But he's, his contract is fucking up our chance of winning. <laughs> our chances of improving the roster. Right. So, hey man, all the Portland fans out there, I'm, this is the key to all your problems. You, yeah, can, you can criticize Lillard for coming up short or McCollum and Lillard for not having chemistry, but... Or the rest of the roster for being bad, but it's Evan Turner's the, the lone culprit. <laughs> yeah, and the well, blame it on the um, GM. He's the lone culprit. Right. Whoever gave Evan Turner the money and won't let him go, because I mean, let's be real, they could trade literally everyone on the team except Lillard and McCollum, and they would be better. Like. They're the only I, people I hold on to Nurkic. Yeah, well, but they, yeah, they could trade him in in that perspective. Yeah, I got you. And get yeah, they he, they only have two untouchables. They could easily improve. For some reason, they just don't. Like this, that's why I say um, Wizards have improved. Like every year, they've gotten something. Last year, between last year and the year before, I don't think they got Mike Scott. Right, that's it. Yeah, and Oubre made a. They've also done a good job of progressing. Like, certain role players have gotten better. Right. Which yeah. never. Which I haven't. When was the last time that happened in Portland? It hasn't. McCullum maybe. But he he, he only had a really bad first year because he was hurt. Yeah, and he was never like a role player. Right. Like, yeah, Ubre got more opportunities, and McCollum had opportunities as soon as he, you know, got healthy. Yeah. It's just, I don't yeah. know, man. That's just my in in my opinion. If they get rid of Evan Turner, I'm calling it right now. Whenever Evan Turner's contract is up, or they get rid of him, that team will make a huge leap. If they get someone else, assuming they're healthy. I but that's the thing. I don't think once that cap space opens up, yeah. I mean their GM can't be that awful. I think he's gonna. I think they're gonna try to make something happen. Man, I, I think he can be that awful. Because I just don't know why they've had him this long in the right. first place. He did sign him to begin with. So. Yeah, because like, they could just move Aminu to the three and use Harkless. And 
in Nurkic like they were doing when Turner was hurt. Like, I thought they were going to do something when Turner got hurt. But, I mean, I know that he has a lot of money, so they can't trade him while he's hurt or anything. But I thought they'd at least sign something. But nothing. I mean, like, the way Beasley got signed for, like, basically nothing last year was a steal to me for good teams. Because the Knicks got him and could do nothing with him. But, like, a good team could have used him for the money he got from the Knicks. Like, Portland could have signed him for that and used him at the four instead of this makeshift lineup they pulled with with Turner out. But yeah, you know. that's that's the Evan Turner deep dive. Not even a Portland deep dive. I'm gonna call <laughs> this the Evan Turner deep dive. Yeah, because there's more we can say about Portland. Because we, because I like Portland. You like Portland too, right? Like yeah. you, you want them to succeed. Yeah, man, I love watching them play. I do too. Yeah, the only team I really even like watching uh, them play when they're playing bad is like the Warriors because. For some reason, Lillard still like averages the most points in the regular yeah. season against the Warriors. He, he just goes, fucking eats Steph Curry alive. <laughs> he does every single time, and I think he eats them alive because they have no rim protector. When he plays against a rim protector, he has a hard time. But yeah. when the Warriors see that, yeah. spread out and it's Pachulia, oh, I'm going to the rack every time. <laughs> I'm every sure that's time. his his thought process. Curry can't check me 40 feet from the basket. I'm going right to the rack, the rack every time. But, you know, again, like I said, Greek Freak's in there. He's is getting tossed. Um, when the Clippers, you know, the Clippers gave them a hard time a lot of yeah, times. Jordan, yeah. yeah, so, I don't know, man. I think if he had a better inside guy, they couldn't help like they do now. I mean, with Harkless... They help every time. <laughs> They're help and Nurkic plays good so inconsistently. Yeah, they, that's I, that is a problem. And they're almost willing to let him get off if Lillard doesn't. Cause like, really, how much is Nurkic gonna get? Eighteen. Right. I'll I'll take eighteen rather than taking fifty from, uh, you know, Lillard's capable of giving you fifty. And so is CJ. Right. So that's that's one major problem for them. They they need help people that can help uh that can't be helped off of. And Aminu Aminu will shoot an air ball one possession and then, and then he'll bank a three the next possession. Right. So I'm helping off of that too. Aminu's gonna give us what, twenty max? Twenty will be like a career night for him. Right. They give him the game ball if he gets 20. <laughs> <laughs> Let him sign it. <laughs> give it to his mom. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's tough being a Portland fan right now. It is tough. Anyway, uh, I think we should we can move on from sports because our lists, we got some right, major right. lists to get to. Um, so yeah, we're going to transition now early at the a little bit of music yeah 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 I got you uh, at the 40 minute mark we're gonna transition this is that uh, new Amine in case you guys are wondering 1.5 is the name of the mixtape I got me a 
can be a sugar daddy, but I'd rather not. That's yeah. how I get my money, baby. Yeah. I can yeah. have me a lot. Shawty want a first class flight, boy. Anyway, uh. Who does Amine look like? <laughs> you you think he looks like somebody? Yeah, but I can't quite place who he looks like. <laughs> uh, Playboy Cardi a little bit? Maybe. Does he have a little Nipsey hustle in him? Like, is uh, that, am, I, am I the only one seeing that? I don't know. Nipsey is so skinny. It's hard to imagine. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just tripping. Let's just move on. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we we've alluded a couple of podcasts about. Um, well, before I get into that, I, I want to break a new single that I heard um, <laughs> that startled me. Uh, to be honest. And um, I really don't know what what to think of it. I, <laughs> I'll let you I'll let you hear it and you see. Tell me if you've heard it, Mike. Have you heard this? No. <laughs> it was rather uh, confusing to me that um, Lakeith Stanfield oh, is making. Dude, I saw. I saw that he had released something. Yeah, he's he's rapping. Too bad from what I'm hearing. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not the greatest thing I've ever heard, but I don't hate it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's different. Uh, I was I was surprised, but uh, I was like, okay, we'll see what he does in the future. Since I uh, I did say Idris is um you know DJing, making electric dance music. Right. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll see a collab. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I just thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, for those who don't know who he is, he's the star of Sorry to Bother You. Um, he was in Death Note, Atlanta. Atlanta. He was, uh, he was in uh, Get Out. Get Out, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was pretty wild. He's rapping now. Interesting. Um, another major, I guess not major news, but, uh, last, was that last podcast we were talking about Cardi B? Yeah, because Nikki. Um, yeah. Cardi B canceled her tour dates with, uh, Bruno Mars. The, I mean, Bruno Mars's tour will still go on, but she canceled. She backed out of the tour. Um, so Bruno replaced her, I believe, yesterday with a bunch of people. Um, 
Sierra, Boys to Men, Charlie Wilson. Wow. And um, is it Ella? Is it Mai or May? Mai? That sings Boot Up? Oh, yeah, May, I'm pretty sure. May? Yeah. So, Ella May. So, yeah. It's Sierra, wow. Ella May, Boys to Men, and Charlie Wilson are all replacing just Cardi B. <laughs> So, I'm I'm kind of hyped for that because I am going to that in October. That's gonna be pretty tight, I think. Cause I I've always wanted to see Sierra in concert. Uh, <laughs> I could live without Boys to Men. But. That's exciting though, man. I'm because there's not a lot of names or name that you could have said uh, when when you said that Cardi B's dropping out. Yeah. To make me like still be excited. If, if I was going. Right. But I'm not going to lie. Those names, like, uh, at least keep my interest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, a whole crowd is singing along with Ella Mae. Right. <laughs> Everyone is going to be singing that. That's, like, the hottest song of the summer, probably. Sierra, you know she's going to give you a show because she can dance. You know, she has some mega hits. Charlie Wilson, he may take us back some. You know, it's gonna. That might be a decent show. Boys to Men, like I said, I could live without, but uh, it'll be interesting. I'm sure they'll they'll get down a little bit. I didn't know they were still performing, but I'm down. I'm willing to enjoy that. Uh, I got a a little bit of news for you. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, The infamous Yellow Wolf (laughs) is leaving Shady Records. Oh wow! Why did he say? I think it's just his contract's running out. <laughs> Funny uh, it's, story. It's not like it's not like a bad blood thing where it's like fuck them. He's just kind of leaving, and nobody has anything like bad to say about it. Yeah, it's what's I haven't heard anything from him in years. So he's he hasn't been good in years. <laughs> <laughs> He's he good for such a short amount of time in the one, first place. One, his 2015 album Love Story went gold. It went gold? That was the peak of his success. It went gold? It went gold. Wow. Why? I, I don't know. Funny story. Uh, um, This restaurant here in Nashville called Hattie B's. Shout out to Hattie B's. Um, my family went there. And I, we ordered to go or something, and me and my dad are waiting outside. My mom comes back and says, I just took a picture with some singer. <laughs> I was like, wow. oh, where's the picture? She's like, oh, no, I, I met him. I And, you know, other people were taking the picture, but someone got a picture of me. I was like, well, who was it? She said, um, his name was um, Yellow... Uh, uh, I don't remember his name. I didn't. I don't know who he was. <laughs> he had a bunch of tattoos. I'm like yellow. Who could that be? This was just last year. I'm like who is who? I don't know anyone named Yellow. <laughs> uh, <and> then, <laughs> I would have been confused too. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I was like a rapper. I was like, was he black? She's like, no, white. And it's yellow. I'm like, I don't know any yellow, <laughs> white rappers. And then I was like. Oh, Tennessee Yellow Wolf. That's who it was? She's like, uh, 
show me your picture. Like, yeah, that's him. That's. Him. I was like, wow. My mom met Yellow Wolf. <laughs> he was at Hattie B's like 20 minutes away. Yeah, I thought it was crazy. I'm like, wow. Yellow Wolf? He's alive? <laughs> right. That's. I didn't know. I mean, you know, he's. I'm, I'm reading a little bit. He's had problems with alcohol and, and drugs, but. I just. I don't think he was. He ever made great music <laughs> no I, don't, I didn't either so. <laughs> I didn't want to say it but when you said he hasn't been good in years I would almost said, well <laughs> was he ever good but he had he had some fans he's loyal fans uh, he had a little he had a little uh, like around the one train time yeah around that time he was a big deal he was on uh, Worldwide Choppers with Tech 9 I remember that Mm-hmm. that was a good one so he had some he he made some appearances. <laughs> right, he did. Um, <laughs> you got any other recent uh, music news? Uh, yeah, apparently Fifty Cent and Takashi Six Nine's uh, video shoot got shot up. Got shot up? And yeah, I don't know. That's that's crazy. That's really crazy. I don't know why they were shooting a. Oh, apparently they have an upcoming collaboration. That's interesting. Yeah, I did see the rumored. I saw that it was rumored. Yeah. I don't know what to think about it, though. Do you? Apparently, uh, there's not a lot of news. Nobody got hit, but uh, it was basically a drive-by. Oh, okay. All right. And one more thing that I had. Apparently, uh, I didn't know Jeremiah... Jeremiah was doing a, a tour with Tiana Taylor. Hmm. Which is an interesting combination. <laughs> yeah, that that is interesting. But unfortunately, Tiana Taylor has dropped out of this tour. And the reason is apparently uh, her co-star is hard to deal with. Wow. Huh. <laughs> well, I don't know what they're going to do she about called, it. She called Jeremiah, and I quote, lazy, sneaky, jealous, conniving, selfish, lame-ass, and, you know, I'll let you finish the uh, last part of that. Oh, uh, the N-word? Yeah. Yeah, okay. What? <laughs> there was, there was some, there's some other stuff here. I mean, she, she went off on him on Twitter, basically. Oh, Danny Lee was on that tour, too. Okay. Yeah, that's wild. So that's interesting. And Tiana... Well, was Jeremiah the headline of the tour, or was it Tiana? Do you know? I believe it was Jeremiah's tour. Yeah, yeah, because it was called Later That Night. Late Night. Yeah, that's that's his thing, yeah. I think his last album was called Late Night, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tiana Taylor had a... she's, She's had a bad year in like performance she had that issue what was the the thing that happened with with Kanye earlier in the year um, oh her, her album flopping her album flopping and Kanye not putting out what she heard was the finished album Kanye apparently put out something that he edited okay yeah yeah and she wanted the real thing to come out and he wouldn't put it out so, 
Yeah, that's that's strange, man. That's strange, but yeah, that's pretty much it in, in music industry news. Yeah, well, what do you think? Um, what do you think about the Nikki and Safari thing, real quick? Oh, Nikki right, says right. she'll never let a man write for her, and you know, <laughs> I mean, I, me, and you know, some other individuals I have talked to all thought Safari writing for her was like true common knowledge right but she's saying she'll ne- you know she would never do such a thing I don't know man I think she's just she's doing she's keeping the album hype going I feel like mm-hmm where she's you know she talked her shit on the album so now she's talking her shit uh with whatever controversies going on Right. And Safari, it, it's tough for Safari because it's only, it seems like he's only in the news when it's about Nikki. <laughs> so yeah. It, it comes off as he's just kind of reaching for attention. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, guys who mess with Nikki have like a year of L's. Like, Safari's taking so many L's this year. Almost like a Nikki curse. Yeah, because he had the, um, he got robbed. At gunpoint, uh, took his took money, took jewels, and all that. Uh, then, just last week, I, he was in—I don't know what park it was—in New York or New Jersey or something. Got booed while he was rapping. Did oh, you see that video? I did not. But <laughs> he started uh, rapping, and they they booed him. They started throwing food at him. Oh man! Then he came out with a song <laughs> that talks about. Them booing at him. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, yeah, he's Safari is he's a clown, man. He's funny, man. I've seen a few. Like I saw his interview at the Breakfast Club. He's a funny guy. Yeah, he he's a funny guy, but I don't know if he's serious. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't tell if he's really just dumb, or he's just trying to be funny. Right. Because with the song he released. Uh, I think this is it. Oh, let me see. First off, I was not rude. Did yeah, here it is. Here it is. Now, everywhere I go, know me from the show. Every day I ball, set a pick a roll. Big stones in the air, gotta glow. Yeah, I don't cloud chase, I cloud chase. I don't cloud chase, I cloud chase. I don't cloud chase, I cloud chase. I don't cloud chase, look, had Dykeman, so I got booed. First off, I was not rude. Did a verse and did a hook, and them niggas started throwing raw food. <laughs> so, Dykeman is the part he used that. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so, I got yeah, booed. He really got, he really got booed, like, <laughs> by the, the fan base that he's attempting to reach, too. Yeah, then he, then he come out with the song the next day about him getting booed. Like, come on, man. <laughs> so yeah, that's wild. That's tough, man. That's tough. I was not rude. They threw raw food. And then... <laughs> <laughs> hearing, hearing the line repeated is that much funnier. <laughs> yeah, so is he serious? Or is that a joke? What is he doing? I think he's just he's just trying to find his his thing, man. His thing that's gonna help him, you know, make it big. Yeah, I guess. 
Um, he's just like an industry, like, not, he's not a plant, but he's just like a guy who's in the industry who doesn't really know how he, like, I mean, he kind of got there through Nikki, and now he's just trying to fighting, like, he's trying to fight for survival almost. Right. Yeah. Uh, and the fight's not going too well, apparently. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's definitely not. Uh, so, yeah, I'm done with Safari for the day. Um, did you see the track list for Slime Language? Um, I'm gonna. I have no clue what that is, but I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess it's Young Thug's next project. Yes. I did not. When is it coming out? Um, uh, let's see. Does he have a release date? I don't see. Um, I don't see release date. But oh, the track list is out. Album is expected to drop Thursday, right in time for the rapper's twenty seventh birthday. You so mean I guess tomorrow? tomorrow. Yeah. Oh man, that's exciting! I'm definitely listening to that. Um, I don't know anyone on this track list. <laughs> Oh, it's all like randoms. Yeah. Oh, I like it, man. I'm a, I'm a fan. You like the the you randoms? I, I no no no. I'm a fan <laughs> of Thug. Oh okay. Thug Thug is one of those like. He, from every project that I've heard from him, it's curved my expectation of what I thought it would be. Uh huh. Ever since uh, I believe it was Slime Season Three. Okay. It went. It went Slime Season Three. Then it went uh, Dress Mixtape. Mhm. Uh, and then it went uh, Beautiful Thugger Girls, which I actually liked a lot more than most people. Mhm. Uh, that album kind of got like people just kind of passed it. Because <laughs> of the name, perhaps. Oh, um. I, that is very likely. <laughs> Real but quick. I listened to the album and I liked it. Why is... Why in uh, Young Doug's name place on Instagram does it say sex with two exclamation marks? That's a question <laughs> suited for Young Doug himself. I sent you the track list, by the way. But Carlay and Duke had... Hidara, Tracy T, we know Gunna, we know Lil Baby, we know Lil Uzi. Okay, there we go. Duke again, Lil Keed, Trap Boy Freddy, we know Jaquees, uh, Strick, there's Hidra again, um, Dolly and Nechi, Nietzsche, whatever. Yeah, that's a lot of no names, but there's there's some guys that capture my interest. It's slime is definitely I'm definitely looking out for that track. Yeah, with Lil Uzi. Lil Uzi's been a long time coming. Yeah, and and Jacquees should be okay on there. Um, I liked I liked the song with Jacquees on the last album. Yeah. Uh, for y'all, it's a good good song. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. Uh, tomorrow. Is I'm not gonna lie, day. I'm excited, man. I'm I'm excited if anything, just because. Like, the past week, or ever since the big three-project uh, weekend, uh-huh. it's, uh, other than Nicki Minaj, it's been kind of quiet. Right. 
So, but we also got Ariana Grande coming up. I'm gonna listen to that. Yeah, for sure. So th- there's finally some stuff I'm excited about because I'm, I wasn't too excited about Nicki Minaj's shit. I honestly thought it was gonna suck. Uh huh. But I was glad it didn't. <laughs> uh huh. But I'm genuinely excited for the stuff that's coming out the next few days. Yeah, and um, uh, Sabrina Claudio. I don't know if you're familiar. Are you? I am not. She uh. She's kind of the new wave of R&B, but like uh, I don't I don't know what to call it, neo soul, I guess. Okay. But I'm following you. Yeah. So she, but not exactly. I I don't know what to call her, but she just came out with a new project. Uh, I'm I'm definitely gonna peep that. I'm gonna get through Amine. I'm gonna get through Ariana. So we got something. We got some stuff to look forward to. We got some good, good music breakdowns this weekend. Yeah. Um, so, since we were talking about uh, Young Thug, we can keep it to Atlanta and uh, <laughs> get to this Atlanta list we were constructing. Most definitely. So, a long, for a long time, it's been the Atlanta um, back and forth. Who's the king? Who's the greatest? Who's the legends? You know, who's the best group? Who's the best this and that, right? So um, we're gonna give our top five Atlanta rappers. Now, real quick, do these have to be individuals. Um, are you referring to like groups? Because yeah, I separated the individuals and the groups. So if. So like you picked an individual for every for every spot. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Then you go first because I gotta edit my list just a tad. Okay. Um, one spot. But. <laughs> okay. Uh, fifth. Um. I don't like him, but I respect his talent. I think he's pretty. I think he's pretty well-rounded i think he's versatile and that's um killer mike i'm not a big killer mike fan run the jewels i like it yeah but i i respect i respect him i think killer mike is very 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 good run the jewels got the same uh like similar to what you're saying you know how i feel about royce yeah that's that's kind of how i feel about run the jewels like i'm personally i'm not a fan but I respect, like, the talent that's behind the music. Right. Um, but that's, a good, that's a good first first name. Yeah, so fifth, I got Killer Mike. Um, now, fourth is already... It's going to start getting messy for some people. And I apologize. I'm not trying to offend anyone. This is just me. This is my preference. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm Uh-oh. not trying to offend anyone. This is my preference. Fourth... T.I. is fourth for me. Now, I know most people will put him higher, but it's my list, and I'm not putting him higher. So I'm not going to get into a deep conversation. I'll, I'll talk about T.I. more. About Yeah, you could talk about T.I. Uh, third, uh, Andre 3000 is my third. And if we were talking about artists, Atlanta artists, 
He be number one. But we're talking about rappers. So he's my third. Um, number two is Big Boy. Also from Outkast. And I know it's kind of cliche to put him and Andre 3000 next to each other. But I did it anyway. Um, and first and final, in my opinion, the number one rapper from Atlanta. Obviously, if I had, if I have not said his name yet, it's pretty obvious. Lil Yachty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Ludacris is the best Atlanta rapper ever to me. He's number one. Um, you could break down his discography. His reign of the sound of music was so powerful to me. And although I like other people better than him, like obviously Outkast's reign was long and they changed music forever, obviously. But neither one of them did it by themselves. Ludacris found a way by himself to maneuver rap in a way I had not seen before and I don't think you know rap had seen before and be able to talk about so many different topics from being gangster to ghetto to soft to making club hits to he's just so well rounded as a rapper um yeah Luda's my number one um I got no issue with that number one my honorable mention is Jeezy it's cause I like Jeezy I don't think he's <laughs> even close to the five I named but I like him so <laughs> I made him my man, honorable Jesus mention pretty, I'll, I'll save it for my list alright alright now my my big issue was uh, I didn't I don't really know where to put the uh, outcast guys uh-huh. because it's tough considering like my, my mindset was kind of more like either individuals or groups okay so I kind of discredited some of the group guys like Killer Mike like mm-hmm. the uh, Andre and Big Boy so it's all good continue <clears throat> so at number five I'm going 2 chains. okay I like it the the length if anything the how long he's been able to stay in the game how he's been able to maneuver and music and everything else he does and his style is just I feel like He's going to stick around for a while just because he can bring so much fun to music. Right. So I, I think he'll all, he'll be around for a really long time, which is, is crazy to say that considering how, like, how garbage he seems at first glance. Yeah, and how better rappers have stayed, I mean, haven't had as long of a career. Right. Yeah. At number four is a name I thought I would at least hear it in your honorable mentions, but I figured I'm not surprised that you're not a fan. I'm not really a fan. Uh, but Gucci Mane. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just for the sheer like n- like amount of music he's produced. Yeah, and he's very very career, popular. Yeah, man. He he finds a way to appeal to people. I I don't know how he does that, but <laughs> he finds a way to do it. Yeah, he does. I'm not mad at that at all. And I did think about him, I just didn't say him. And it's funny, like, I admit that I don't like him, yet every time I've gone to a project or I've heard a song from him from somebody else, Mm 
uh, a lot of the time it surprised me and caught me off guard because it was good. Right. I got so he's it. one of those guys who he like he finds gems. He finds ways to make quality music. Yeah, Mr. Davis was a great, great, great project. Yep. Yeah, that almost made me a believer of Gucci overall. Yeah, he's he's really turned his career around. Also, that's the other thing I want to like. If I was to give him credit for something, just from going to what he was when he first started uh-huh. to what he is now, like it's night and day. Does anyone in history have more songs than Gucci made? <laughs> I. That's tough, man. I feel like that. He might have the most. Didn't he have like ten mixtapes in 2015? He he's got. I heard he has over a hundred projects or something like that. That's crazy. Over maybe not a hundred. I think it was either a hundred projects or he has over a thousand songs. See, my my thing with Gucci Mane is, as I said with Dave East, the percentage of the songs I like compared to how many songs he has is so low. Oh. Don't get me wrong, you can make that argument for sure. Yeah, but I do, I trust me, I do like some songs. It's just, I think he has a, he's had a big impact. He has. He definitely has. Yeah. Yep. Alright, continue. At number three, I got one of your honorable mentions, Jeezy, Young Jeezy. I'm not mad at it at all. Uh, yeah, I man, I think he's consistent. Very That's consistent. That's what I really like about him. Like, you know what you're getting... Uh, and and I found I found a lot of his projects to they they they're enjoyable to listen to. Now I don't often take away songs from his projects, uh-huh. but when they're like I have a friend who's a huge a close friend who's a huge fan, and usually more often than not when he plays music in the car from Jeezy, uh, it sounds good. Mm-hmm. And Jeezy's also another guy. He makes projects that you you kind of have to listen to together like a lot of his songs together to really feel what he was trying to like give you you know what i mean yeah you can't pick and choose you like some of his stuff you can't put on shuffle you got to really hear you know right. what he was saying Jesus i also good, good i also like he's probably my favorite in terms of like talking about the dope game like he does that I don't know if he does that better than anybody else, like better than everybody else, but he's really good at it. Yeah. The way sure. he tells, the way he tells whatever story he tells, he does a really good job. Yeah, he does. Absolutely. He's one of the best at it, for sure. One and of number the two, I mean, these next two were tough for me, man. Number two and one were were so difficult. Uh-huh. I sat there for like 20 minutes like flip I initially I put T.I. at number one but he had to drop back a spot <laughs> okay T.I. man like you can break down the, the the track list the project list the hits I mean he's again the consistency has been there He's he's had radio success he's had you know more underground rap success and you know lately he's not really been great mm-hmm. but, but his persona carries him now for sure yeah and I, I paper trail might be the best album out of anybody from atlanta it's definitely in the argument for sure right it's top 10 like no question oh top five for sure yeah 
Yeah, Paper Chase. I mean, also King. King is a great album from him. It is, yeah. Uh, and this may be a little more personal, but I'm an Urban Legend fan. Okay. I know there's people out there who question. I think some people like, mm, not not a great album for them, but I liked it a lot. I was a um, No Mercy fan. I know it was kind of late in his career, but... No Mercy was good, man. I thought that's when people assumed he was on the decline, but I didn't think he was declining at that point. No, I didn't either, and he, he had some great features on No Mercy. Like, yeah. Right, yeah, I'm with you, for sure. Oh, and I'm forgetting, T.I. versus T.I.P. Great. He's had great albums, man. Yeah, man, so T.I., like, he's a little older now, so some of the younger people might forget him. Yeah. But T.I. was great once upon a time. Like, his hottest stretch uh, rivals the next person who I'm going to pick. It does. For and sure. at number one, I mean, dude, I couldn't. Luda, go. <laughs> he's the goat, man. That's, that's all I can say. I mean, his music. Dude, his music is. Was so great, so great. So I, I probably had more fun and more enjoyment listening to him than probably. Uh, I'll, I'll put it this way: There's I can't name ten rappers that I've enjoyed throughout my life more than Ludacris. Okay, I like that for sure. So, I mean. <laughs> and, and I'm talking. I'm not even talking about like release therapy. Yeah, I know. Classic. Classic. Chicken and beer. Borderline classic. Classic. Back for the first time. Borderline classic. Borderline classic for sure. Word of mouth was. Mm, it was good. Yeah. Red light district. Uh, not not bad. Not bad. Red light district was hard. Get back. Number one spot. Blueberry Yum Yum, the potion. Get back was pretty great, yeah. Pimping all over the world. <laughs> yeah. I have to go back to him a little bit. <laughs> Red Light District. I bought Red Light District. I loved that when I was a kid. I mean, he's every. He has no bad albums. Battle of the Sexes. No, Battle of the Sexes. I loved. No bad albums. Ludiversal's the only one I didn't love, pretty much by him, but it was still. It wasn't bad, by any means. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> we sure, we sure on that. I don't think it was bad. It just was weird for him to me. It okay. was like a different phase of his life. I'm also forgetting like. another classic. Theater of Mind. Classic. The theater of the mind, but. Yeah. Oh my! I'm just looking at some of these albums. I mean, they're. One more drink. <laughs> Last of a Dying Breed? Yes. Oh my god. What Them Girls Like was in it. Dude. Yeah, it... You know. Yeah, man, this this guy probably had more of a... He had more of an impact on my music taste than anybody. Like, T.I. was close with Paper Trail, but Luda just had more, more GOAT projects to me. Yeah. For me, really, before Paper Trail, I wasn't into T.I. at all. And then, you know, after No Mercy, T.I. lost me again. Like, it, not that I didn't think he was good, but I just wasn't a fan. 
until Paper Trail, yeah. and then after No Mercy, Trouble Man was just okay. Everything else was just all right to me. Paper, even Paperwork was all right, but uh, those two albums for me were I loved them. You know, I liked um, King a lot, but Luda Man, that's not re- really. Ludaversal seriously is the only album that I don't love by Luda for real. It's just he's just that guy. And people who are not familiar with Luda man, you just gotta do your homework for real. You can find something on any album he has. Yeah, even Ludaversal, I, I might have to go back to to, but I'm sure there's a few songs on there that I could come away with. Yeah, and and man it. If you have never heard him, go listen to Chicken and Beer, listen to Red Light District, and uh, Disturbing the Peace. I mean, Luda was like running rap at that time, it felt like. Man, disturbing the Peace was kind of a low point for him, in my opinion. It was a low point, but everyone knew, you know, everyone thought Luda was going to come out with something special. I got you. Yeah, he, he was still up there, like, people were considering him one of the best rappers at that time, for sure. Right. Yeah. Alright, good. We had good fives there. I like that. Yeah, I've uh, I'll put Migos in my honorable mention. Yeah. Just because I feel like in a few years, if they if they give me another culture. Uh huh. Not culture two, culture. Uh huh. I'll I'll give them serious consideration for that five spot. Okay. I'm with you on that too. I agree. I definitely agree with that. Because if they could find a way to just, like, capture the masses, like they did with culture, uh, yeah, man, they, they, they seriously got to start, like, getting put in that conversation. Right. Alright. I like that. You got any other, uh, music to talk about? No, man, that's ATL. A lot of great artists came out of there. Oh, speaking of, uh, how about their acting careers? Luda, T.I., Andre? Who would I pick out of those? I mean, I would think Luda has the most success with the Fast and Furious movies, but, I mean, ATL was a classic movie. Uh, I think think I'm going to go with Andre 3000 a little bit. He's the best actor out of them, I would think. Andre, Andre, Coffee Black, I mean. Yeah. Class, I mean, he had some great roles. Yeah, for sure. Besides that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's all I got for music, man. Uh. Hey, uh, like we said, what are we going to be, uh, per- listening to for the next episode? Um, Before we go into movies Ariana I'm going with Amine Sabrina Claudio You can hit Young Doug uh, That's all oh, you're, you're not even going to hit Young Doug? Nah man Wow <laughs> No offense to Dugger Dugger <laughs> A.K.A. <laughs> sex uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to roll with that I don't think That's fair I got you yeah. Uh, hey, the listeners want to know where's the Jason Mraz breakdown? <laughs> Jason Mraz breakdown is not coming. 
Sorry, everybody. Oh, no. I can feel the crushing defeat in your voice. Sorry for those anticipating. It's not coming, man. Too much other good music coming out. <laughs> you know what, man? If you remember to remind me, like, if we have a slow week in music... Yeah, and especially especially when like basketball season starts. Yeah, we'll be we'll be talking more basketball. I'm gonna if you remind me at one point, I'll try to catch a uh, weekend where I'll listen to it. <laughs> I might too, maybe. If I'm scrolling through, I'm gonna write it down right now. Just as a matter of fact, so I don't forget. <laughs> All right. All right. Anyway, um, that, that's it for music. Yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and uh, play my gym for the day. I'll let you get the throwback. But I'm going right, to go ahead and play my gym as we transition into our next, into movies for the next, uh, you know, the rest of the podcast. Um, yeah, this is, I don't know if you f- you're familiar with Joey Perp. Oh, yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, great mixtape, I, I, I Drops great mixtape um he returned with a song called march 12th i assume that is his birthday i'm not sure um but it's a good single uh so yeah that's my gym for the day i'm gonna let it roll yeah as it all begins if we just friends then what you doing in my bins i left in tears she left my crib in the wind if i had a dime for every time i left it in we could have had twins i left my babies on the chin i'm getting them ears i tie the knots in the end is it a sin if we pretend till we win there i go talking about money and bitches again there i go talking about business and chickens again there I go showing my flaws, showing it all, doing it all for the love of the ball. It got me, I used to want to be down one. The pressure of the game got me feeling like Brown Brown. I told her that I, I need a lady that's ballin'. So if we have a baby, we can name him Spaulding. The pussy still my pies, man. Shout you like same song. If I didn't rap and I tried to sing songs, then when they give me depth, could I tell that something's wrong? It's all in the eyes, man. These niggas lies, man. I heard from a wise man. Don't try Trust the wise man. I offer her my money, say she rather have time, man. I offer her my time. I took her to dinner, she bought the most expensive wine. She offered me brain, I say I'd rather have a mind. Offer me mine, man, offer me blind. Young live and die, man, offer me slime. Live and die, man, offer me gang. Niggas die for their rings and rips, for their chains and whips. Like we ain't came that far from the slaves and ships. Like a nigga write songs just for giggles and shits. And if they ain't on that, well then they ain't on this. And if they ain't on this, well then they ain't on shit. I got bomb money for my niggas, liquor to sip. I got bomb money, niggas got unlimited clips. Out of for the love of the game, the love of the ball. Don't get paid today, then I'm gonna go through it. As it all begins, if we just friends, then what you doing in my bins? I left her in tears, she left my crib in the wind. If I had a dime for every time I left it in, we could have had twins. I left my babies on the chin. I'm getting them ends, I tie the knots in the end. Is it a sin if we pretend till we win? There I go talking about money and bitches again. There I go talking about business and chickens again. There I go showing my flaws, showing it all, doing it all for the love of the ball. It got my lady then, could have been my baby then, could have had my baby then. Now we not even friends, she looking for revenge. 
I'm standing at the ATM, been here since like 8 a.m. I don't know what to say to her, she don't know what to say to them. Gotta find the patience, man. This is not the place to be having these conversations. It's like I'm walking through sand. I drive the top to shake the sins, see the sights and take them in. So I hop up in my ride, took a drive as I drunk dread off. I start to realize the pain that I caused, the tears fill my eyes, but... For the love of the game, the love of the ball Don't get laid today, then I'm gonna go through it all It all begins, if we just friends Then what you doing in my pins? I left her in tears, she left my crib in the wind If I had a dime for every time I left it in We could have had twins, I left my babies on the chin I'm getting them ends, I tie the knots in the end Is it a sin if we pretend till we win? There I go talking about money and bitches again There I go talking about business and chickens again There I go showing my flowers, showing it all, doing it all for the love of the ball. It got me. All right, so the, yeah, that's Joey Perp, March twelfth. Um, I, I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, Joey. Joey can rap, man. That. That mixtape, I Drops, is one of my favorite mixtapes of all times, honestly. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm really looking forward to what he does next. And um, I think he has a, I mean, he's talking about a project coming out before the year is over. So, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. But yeah, uh, if you guys aren't familiar with Joey Perp, check out I Drops. That's I I I drops Chicago guy you know you guys heard his lyrics uh, he's, he's just good so um yeah that's our transition we're gonna go into movies now very 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 tough topic <laughs> uh, Mike I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go first on this one all right a uh, very controversial topic right Remakes. <laughs> right. All about the remakes for today's uh, top five. Yep. And that's tough, man. There's uh, a lot of people think remakes are what's killing cinema in a way. Not that not that cinema is dying or in any in any danger of dying, but mm -hmm. uh, there is um, The more avid moviegoers sometimes notice that maybe there's a lack of creativity. Yes. And originality. And definitely originality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, man, from my personal exper uh, experience, uh, it's actually, I actually completely agree because <laughs> if it feels like every time I go... I, lo I love going to see the movies. I love the experience of going to the movie theater. So I, I go often, and there's oftentimes if I go see movies for maybe three or four weeks in a row, uh -huh. uh, I notice how like repetitive certain elements could be. Oh, okay, I mean, go, tell me more. For for example, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> yes, do it. I mean. Come on, uh, I get it. You got dinosaurs. Yeah. I got no problem with that because you're making billions of dollars off those dinosaurs. But um, every plot element in that movie seems used from something else. I mean, we've seen the monster thing before. 
We've seen like the the evil government people before. I mean, Transformers does that. Yeah. And Transformers, shockingly, I've never thought I'd say that. Did the whole government evil government element thing better than Jurassic World does? Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? And that's just like a small detail to to catch. There's, you know, a lot of a lot of movies have elements from other movies, and that's. I don't have a huge issue with it if they're implemented in a creative way. But when they're just for like when there's just no originality in the movie, uh, it's tough, man. It's it's noticeable. Right. And yeah, Fallen Kingdom, like like you said, it's just how many times also with sequels, how many times can you do the same plot just with like different action like uh, it's, it's tough man remakes and sequels are. Both I've gotten tough. like I used to love going to any movie that came out I was curious mm-hmm. but I'm part of it is financial but I've lost that that excitement because primarily because of how much of a letdown a lot of movies tend to be nowadays right but what our list is is the top five uh, remakes. Yeah, we're going over the the best ones, and uh, this was I think for me this was a lot tougher than the ATL list, just because I had to really consider with where am I placing these movies, how great the movie is, what it's what it's remaking. Uh, but I, I think I came up with a good list. All right. You want me to go first for this one? Yeah, go first. Alright. Now, I have a... Remind me not to forget my one honorable mention. Okay. But I'm going to start off with uh, a horror movie called The Thing. Great. It, it came out in 2012, I believe. And it kind of slid under the radar because it didn't have a ton of... It had... um. Of course, the guy's name ex- escapes me from Warrior. Joel. Uh, I don't anyway, know. <laughs> I, a bunch of no names for actors. Right. At that at that time, and I think that that kind of fucked the movie's success up, and the fact that it's a remake, so people already had a negative mindset, which I did too. Uh huh. I I didn't see the movie when it came out. I waited like probably over a year before I finally watched it. But I had I had watched I had watched the original a long time ago and the original is great, but you know, it's the the effects have gotten a little dated. Mhm. Uh but watching this one, man, it, it felt fresh. The story was the same, but they added a cool twist. The characters were a little bit different than the ones in the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the beast, the creature looked really good, and I thought it just the movie overall looked good. And they enhanced the original material, right? Which is a big like I'm probably gonna come back to it on all the movies we talk about, but for me, a a primary responsibility of a remake is to add value to like expand on the original movie, right? <clears throat> and I think this one did that. Okay. 
Another great remake, uh, another sticking with horror, but this is my last one, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Good one. Very good. Uh, just just a ton of fun, like a typical popcorn fun movie. Uh, probably one of the few movies that genuinely makes zombies like scary, because I think it was the first one that committed to making, you know, running zombies. Right. Again, I don't know that for a fact, but... That was the first big movie I remember that introduced running zombies. I thought that was terrifying in 2006 or in the mid-2000s. Right. Uh, but I watched the movie a few months ago. And it, it doesn't... It ages great. It's super fun. It's funny. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's not too long, too. That's another big like thing for me with fun movies. I don't want them to drag out too long right uh but yeah that's it at number three this this is where i'm going into the classics okay oceans 11 great so much fun yeah anytime it's on i rarely change the channel i mean i've i've watched it so many times and i have fun with it every single time it's at this point, I mean, everybody's seen it. It's it's a great movie. Yep. The the cast is phenomenal. Every every actor's phenomenal. It's it's everything I want out of a heist movie. Right. At number two, again, number two and one were tough for me. This is probably the best. This is not probably. This is the best movie on my list. But personally, I like number one a little bit more. But nevertheless, number two is uh, Departed. Great. I mean, the, 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 what can I say about it? I, it's uh, the acting is phenomenal. Uh, director, of course, Scorsese. You know, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the plot. I hadn't seen the original uh, at that time. I, I watched it a little bit later, but. Yeah, the movie takes, I mean, awesome twists. It, it does justice to the original material while it's also its own movie. Right. That's that's probably the biggest difference from Departed from everything else I said. That the Departed, like, it's based off something else, but it has elements that make it its own movie. Yeah. Which, I, give it, which make it fresh. I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, and at number one, and this one, again, I thought people kind of missed it because I didn't hear a lot of great things about it. I mean, I didn't hear bad things about it, but it just felt like not enough people saw it. Uh-huh. And that's True Grit. Oh, okay. The one that came out, uh, I believe, in 2010. Yeah. Had Jeff Bridges, Matt Damon, Josh Brolin. Yep. Uh, Josh Brolin was a small-time guy at that point, but... Yeah, man, I thought they... I liked the original movie, and I'm not a huge Western guy, but I thought the movie did a good job of honoring what the original movie was while making it modern. But at the same time, it didn't feel like just the same thing redone. Mm -hmm. It had its own elements to it, so... Yeah, man, I... I was shocked going back to it, uh, and I haven't seen it for a few years, but I remember going back to it I was shocked to, to realize how great it really was. Right. Yeah, I got you. Uh, yeah, it's it's a good story. I, 
I mean, I'm as shocked as anybody that a Western made my number one movie list. But yeah, man, I had a ton of fun with that movie. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good that's a good pick for sure. Yeah, man, this this five took a while for me. But before I forget, uh, my honorable mention, mm-hmm. and this is like uh, I I saw this like two days ago. But the longest yard. <laughs> that's a great pick. The longest yard. With Adam is great. Sandler, I mean, that movie is is so funny. It is funny. That's it, so funny. Our, that's probably my favorite Adam Sandler. Me personally, because I have no issue with that. It's because it's, it's also it's in my a good top movie. three for sure. Yeah, it's, it's not just silliness like a lot of his other ones. It's actually a right. good movie. Yeah, for sure. Nelly. <laughs> It was oh, everybody movie. in there. All the football guys. Terry Crews in there with the cheeseburgers. Yeah. Uh, Chris Rock was hilarious. Yeah. And I thought the jokes, the jokes were like their own thing because they did a good job of bringing Burt Reynolds back. Mm-hmm. So for for a little bit, I was concerned whether it was a remake or not. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like you could stick it in as a remake because it kind of follows the same basic structure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, man, Longest Yard. If you haven't seen it, you're crazy because every, I feel like everybody should see it. And it comes on TV all the time. Right. Yeah. All TNT plays it every weekend, it feels like. <laughs> yeah, they do, for sure. All right, that's a good five. Very good five. And... And this is one of those fives too that I mean everyone can have something different because it's just for you for you sure. know it's if you guys Movies have a five are really subjective yeah if you guys have a five you know throw it at us you know uh, I don't know one ever <laughs> rarely tells us anything but we like to hear you guys five remakes if you guys are movie buffs um all right uh, my five <laughs> at five I'm gonna say. King Kong is my fifth one. The newest one. I was thinking about that. Well, well wait. No, 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 no. no. Like, Not the new, newest one. The new okay, one okay. that gotcha, was just gotcha. called King Kong. King Kong. 2005, I believe. Uh, That sounds about right. Jack Black, Adrian Brody. Yes, yes, I'm, yes. I'm with you, yeah. That King and, Kong. Uh, Naomi Watts, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I really like that they had the graphics. I mean, I thought the story was good. Um, King Kong's just a classic character, classic uh, figure in film. Um, yeah, I don't really, I don't know what else to say about it. Really, I mean, it's just. It's I, I like that movie a lot, man. Yeah, I do too. It's re- just really long. I, it's hard to watch like again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, the replay value is tough, but I mean that's that happens with three-hour movies. Yeah, it does for sure. Um. Fourth is Ocean's Eleven as well. Love it. No, no need to say anything else about that, really. Um, Classic. Yeah. Third is The Departed. Also got to. Classic. Um. Now, <laughs> second is a curveball because this is just like I've always liked this movie since I was a kid, right? And it's so different from the other movies we are saying, but <laughs> The Parent Trap, Lindsay Lohan's The Parent Trap. Do you remember that? Vaguely, yeah. <laughs> when she played both kids, 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yes, that was. That, that's your number two. It's my number two. I love that movie, dude. <laughs> now I, I like. I would watch the other movies more often. Okay. But historically, I've always loved that movie since I was a kid. Um, that's my number two, and number one is a hot take. <laughs> Not a hot That's take, but we all about it's, hot takes. It's unpopular, but it's the Magnificent Seven, the 2016. Really? Yeah, I, I I really enjoyed that movie for some reason. I really liked it too, but I top number one. Yeah, of, of these remakes, okay. yeah, of these, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, that movie, I I liked that movie a lot. I remember at that point, I think it was September when it came out. Yeah. Uh, it was a shitty season for like movies because August and September usually nothing comes out. Right. Uh, and I remember just going to theater and being like, "Wow, this! I'm really happy this came out at this point. I needed a good movie like this." Yeah, and I, I really liked the cast. Um, Ca- cast is great. I don't know how they did it, get all those guys in there, but they did. It was good. Um, yeah, and I, and cast I, also played off each other really well. They did, and I really liked the older one too. The 1960 mm-hmm. Steve McQueen, Charles that's, Bronson. That's funny. We, we both picked a Western for the number one movie. Yeah, and James Coburn. I mean, like, those guys, most people don't know them now. But if you watch old movies, these guys are like mega stars, you know. Yeah. Basically as big as the stars that were in the newer one are, like, right. to, for their eras. So, uh... Yeah, Magnificent Seven is my number one. I thought that was a really good movie. And Magnificent Seven was d- the this new one was directed by I feel like I should know this. Fu- I knew it. At Fuqua. Fuqua, right? Yeah. yeah, we talked about him on the last episode. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, and I only had one uh, uh, honorable mention, and that's the Manchurian Candidate, which. Not a lot of people have seen or know that it's a remake. Also a book. The one with Denzel? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't know it was a remake. Yeah, yeah. It's a movie. It's an older one. It's really old, but... Um, yeah, it's a remake. And um, my other honorable mention... I do have another one, and that's uh, Usual Suspects. Oh, great. Yeah, which really... I really would be my number one. But I didn't put it because... The remake isn't in English, so I, I don't want to put something that like most people really wouldn't watch because it's not yeah. like an American movie, and I I haven't even watched it, so <laughs> I wouldn't say wouldn't use it as my remake because all these other ones I've seen the original one of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a lot of people don't even know it's a remake, and that's. Scarface is also a remake, which I didn't... Uh, I did know that, but I don't really... Again, I didn't have any familiarity with the original one. Exactly. I was thinking about putting it on my list, but... Yeah, that's how... I figured I, I'd, talk, I'd talk about movies that I actually know what they're remaking. Exactly. That's how I feel, too. That's how I felt about it. Uh, yeah, man. So, that's our top five remakes. Um... What else you got for movies? We got any more movie uh, news? No, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Anything coming out? 
This Friday? This Friday? Uh, I don't... I feel like there's something coming out. It does seem like something should be coming out. Uh, oh, Mile 22. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm definitely going to see that. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about it next episode. <laughs> you going to be ready Sunday? I'll probably see it tomorrow night, honestly. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Right before opening night. I feel you. I love, by the way, I love how movies started doing that. Yeah. Started coming out Thursday nights. Yeah. Oh, like, like music. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I like it too. You not gonna check out Crazy Rich Asians? <laughs> I do like the girl that's in there a lot. From uh, no bullshit, I heard it. I heard from several people that it's good. She's from uh, Fresh Off the Boat, I think. The show. Have you seen that show? I've heard of it, but no. It's a pretty funny show. I think her name is um. Constance Constance Wu that's her name okay. I like her a lot and I think Crazy Rich Asians is going to be a good movie I'm just not going to see it by myself right that's just not how I roll for those kind of movies I got you yeah I don't think anyone wants to see a random alone black dude in a romantic comedy movie so I, I'm, not, I'm not doing that but uh, honestly if I can watch it without going to the movies I will do so but uh, I'm not gonna reveal how I do that uh, but yeah <laughs> I, I might I might catch that I might catch it I'm definitely catching um, mile 22 though for sure oh I, I, we've talked about it I'm an action junkie and it's been a, a, a two weeks since Mission Impossible so oh let me ask you this have you seen um, did you see Skyscraper you mean The Rock? <laughs> yeah. You mean Die Hard with The Rock? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I skipped that one. <laughs> the action junkie skipped that one, folks. <laughs> hey, speaking of, speaking of uh, you know, copying other movies. <laughs> right, remakes. Uh, um, I, I also thought about throwing... Uh, when I, I wasn't putting it in my list at all, but I thought about talking about Jumanji a little bit. Well, I feel like we said something about it, but what was your overall feelings about the newest one, the remake? <clears throat> Look, it's, it's tough for me because I adore the original movie. Right. I mean, it's, it's so good. Uh huh. But this this movie to me, I like that it did its own thing. Yeah. Like it 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 almost if it didn't have, if it was titled something else, you wouldn't even really make the connection probably. Right. But I, I thought I thought the humor just the humor kind of let me down. Okay. I, I walked out I walked out thinking like I didn't laugh as much as I should have. Okay. Considering The Rock, considering Kevin Hart, mm-hmm. and honestly Jack Black is funny. Uh, and th- and that chick is I've seen her in a, I, I think it was a scary movie, but she's a good actress. She was in um, is it Oculus? Oculus, great, 
Great movie. Yeah, it was good, yeah. But um, original, a rare original movie, Oculus, for those who haven't seen it. Yeah. If you're looking for an original horror movie, check it out. But anyway, um, yeah, man, I thought the chemistry was just, like, they had it, but they didn't, ca- maybe the the people who made the movie didn't capture it like I wanted them to. I, I think, and I mean no sexism by this, but I think Jack Black being like a girl kind of made Jack Black underutilized in the movie. Because like, like, you know how she was supposed to be like, she didn't want to get dirty or like get hurt or anything. Yeah. But like, Jack Black in his funniest movies, he's getting hurt, like getting beat up bad or like, you know, um, getting injured. Like, he's one of those guys that looks funny getting hurt. So then, like, it was almost no point in having Jack Black in there because usually he is funny, but he wasn't funny in there at all. Kevin was yeah. as funny as I thought Kevin would be. In The Rock, you know, he was trying to, he was playing that, like, awkward teenage boy, which threw it off. Like, the, um, making them other people kind of, to me, made the humor not as great. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. Um, because then you they weren't who they are. Like you said, The Rock wasn't... They didn't have the comedy that you normally see out of those guys. So Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. But I, I also agree that I'm glad they did something totally different and didn't really... Because, like you said, it's really not even a remake. It's like a reboot. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, I did like it. Outside of the, the name, it's its own thing, really. Yeah, it is. And they're doing it again, right? Are they? I think so. That, that's what I, I read. They're doing it again. No, thank you. <laughs> they don't need to. I don't think no. so either. Jonas was a good touch, too. A small, but good touch. I'm glad they didn't yeah. use him too much. Like, they used just yeah. enough of him. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that because we really didn't talk about any reboots like that. But, um,. I guess, well, is the Jurassic Park the newer one? Not not the newest one, but the first Chris Pratt one. Is that a reboot or Jurassic World? Yeah, Jurassic World. Is that a reboot? See, I feel like it's just a, a sequel. Yeah. Okay. It's just a continuation of the franchise. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm not. I don't have anything else to say about it. <laughs> I I like I like the Jurassic World. I had no like I'm not a huge Jurassic fan of the, like I'm not a huge fan of the franchise. Yeah. But the original one I had fun with, but this last one <laughs> No. Right. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those movies like the more you break it down, the more you're going to hate it. I agree. It was just so... It was just way too much, man. Like, and like we both said, it just... It's the same thing over and over and over. You know? It felt like this was the first movie, and I think maybe the third one. Uh, what was it? Jurassic Park 3, I guess it just was called. Yeah. It was one in Lost World, and then... And then it was three. Yeah. 
Okay. Or one, two three in Lost wasn't... World and three. I don't know. I don't know. But go ahead. Yeah. Like, Jurassic Park 3 wasn't great. Uh-huh. But it, 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 like, felt... It worked with the rest of the franchise for me. Yeah. But th- with this newest movie, it this was the first movie where I thought, they know that they have dinosaurs, so they thought, everybody loves dinosaurs, so we're going to throw in some dinosaurs and we're not going to give a shit about the, the plot, we're not going to give a shit about how we make the characters. Like, nobody talks about how annoying um, Bryce Dallas Howard was in this new movie. <laughs> I mean, she was she wasn't great in the last one, but in this one, I couldn't stand her character. Right. Well, well tell me why exactly. It's just they had her like bitching the whole time <laughs> and complaining about even though she. It, I don't even want to go into a deep dive <laughs> on Jurassic World. It's just, it's just a typical like below average movie. Yeah. It was very, very cheesy this time. It was just corny. Like, it was really predictable. It, even though, in my opinion, all the Jurassic Park movies are predictable. And maybe that's because, like, we didn't see them when they came out. So, like, to us, they kind of will always be predictable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even the, after the first one... I mean, after I've seen, you know, so many, um, like, uh, cameos of the first one and stuff, you know how, like, in movie, in TV shows and stuff, they'll, like, for instance, they'll, uh, like, do, grab a hat fast from, like, the door, like, Indiana Jones or something. Yeah. Like, that kind of stuff they did with Jurassic Park, like, the car almost falling off of something and not... And then something behind it scaring it, and then they fall. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. after that, and the newer, the other ones that came out, it, they were still so predictable. Like I knew, okay, yeah, he's gonna get eaten. Yeah, that's why I was never a fan of the franchise. Yeah, he's gonna break out of there. That that dinosaur is gonna be bigger. Like, you know, it just. I had um, a woman I was dating several years ago, and and you know this woman. Uh, that was her favorite movie. The first one? The Jurassic Park. <laughs> and I, I never forget that conversation because I was so shook. I was like, do you not just, like, do you just not watch movies? <laughs> like, really? So you like dinosaurs, uh, I guess. That's Yeah, there's dinosaurs. That's all it was. They really do have the monopoly of dinosaurs. Oh, most definitely. Like, I don't know. I remember that one Disney dinosaurs movie came out. <laughs> Other than that movie, I don't know any of the dinosaur movies. No, yeah. So maybe a- animated is as far as it goes. Right. Yeah. So, anyway, we're getting on. I'm getting on tangents, off on tangents. Right. So. Right. Uh. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Mile twenty two. I'm gonna see that. Probably Thursday or Friday. All right. All right. So uh, to wrap it up, we talked about. Um, <laughs> the Trailblazers, Atlanta, uh, remakes, and, um, uh, yeah, I guess that's it for the podcast. We'll be back Sunday as usual. 
Sunday we'll have some material to talk about. Right. Hopefully. Some interesting new music. Definitely Hopefully new music. Hopefully it doesn't disappoint. Right. Um, so yeah, we'll see you guys Sunday. We're going to go out on the throwback as always. Uh, you want to introduce keep, it? Keep, uh, keep it in tune with what we talked about, representing ATL. Yeah. Some of the some of the best ATL has had to offer. Moneymaker by Ludacris. Get a little Pharrell in there. A little Prime Pharrell. Prime Pharrell for sure. And we'll uh, see you guys Sunday. We'll see you next Sunday. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Shake your money maker like somebody about to pay you. I see you on my radar. Don't you act like you were free she You know I got it. If you wanna come get it, stand next to this money like hey, hey, hey. Shake your money maker like somebody about to pay you. Don't worry about the meters. Keep your nose up in the air. You know I got it. If you wanna come get it, stand next to this money like hey, hey, hey. Shake, shake, shake your money maker like. You were shaking it for some paper. Took your mama nine months to make. Yeah. Might as well shake what your mama gave. Yeah. You, you looking good in them jeans. I bet you look even better with me in between. I keep my mind on my money, money on my mind. But you's a hell of a distraction when you shake your behind. I got you up on my right side, pouring some cups. My whole hood is to my left and they ain't giving a fuck. So feel free to get loose and get carried away. So by tomorrow you forgot what you were saying today. But don't forget about this feeling that I'm making you get And all the calories you burn from me making you sweat The mile high points you earn when we take in my jet And how everywhere you turn, I be making you wet Cause you can shake your money maker like somebody about to pay you I see you on my radar, don't you act like you were afraid of shit You know I got it, if you wanna come get it Stand next to this money like hey, hey, hey. Shake your money maker like somebody about to pay you Don't worry about the meters, keep your nose up in the air Oh, I got it. If you wanna come get it, stand next to this money like Switch, switch, switch it from right to left and switch it till you're running right out of breath and take a break until you're ready again and you can invite over as many friends as you want to, but I really want you. Just be thankful that Pharrell gave you something to bump to. Hey, hey, Luda, I'm at the top of my game. You want my hands from the bottom to the top of your frame and I just want to take a little ride on your curves and get erotic giving your body just what it deserves and let me give you some swimming lessons on the penis backstroke breaststroke stroke of a genius yep call me the renaissance man get up and i stay harder than a center block man hey i'm just a bedroom gangster and i've been meaning to tell you that i really must thank you when you shake your money maker like somebody about to pay you i see you on my radar don't you act like you were afraid of shit you know i got it if you wanna come get it stand next to this money like hey 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 shake your money maker like somebody about to pay you don't worry about the meters keep your nose up in the air you know i got it if you wanna come get it stand next to this money like and make it work girl please don't stop it until it hurt girl you you've been
and looking a little tipsy. So if you could just shake it a little this way. See, I'm a member of the BBC, the original breadwinner of DTP. And you the center of attention that's distracting the squad. Cause everybody in the camp is like, oh my God, she could. Shake your money maker like somebody about to pay you. I see you on my radar, don't you act like you were afraid of You know I got it if you want to come get it. Stand next to this money like, hey, hey, hey. Shake your money maker like somebody about to pay you. Don't worry about them haters, keep your nose up in the air. You know I got it if you want to come get it. Stand next to this money like, hey, hey, hey.